Alright, cool. So I was just watching Trav's hand giving me the countdown signal. Yep. That means we're actually on uh we're recording. We're you on wanna, the air. You wanna know something that's really funny? What's up? Like right before we start this, right? If you only understood, like, A's energy is mad lax. <laughs> like literally right before I turn this on, and as soon as he gets on, it's almost like he has to like attack the mic. Like <laughs> it's like the 1995 A is still somewhere around. Wait, you were mad 95? young. 95. I don't know. You know what it is? It's like when I think about hip hop, I think about 1995. <laughs> What? For, for whatever reason, that's like the era that like Yo, always I sticks out in my head. Like ninety five is definitely like, it was I, a good era. I always have had an idea of doing like a ninety five party, like just Ooh. DJing just just records that I find only from that year because there's yeah. so much good shit that came out. But I feel like ninety five to ninety. I was in PAL in ninety five, and and just to, just to not age myself, I was a very young child. So like this isn't like I was like in high school or some shit. There in ninety five, I'm still mad young, but. I remember that because that was like my first time engaging with hip hop. So like that's it all for whatever reason I go immediately back. You know what was my first record I ever heard that was a hip hop record? You won't even believe it. First record that you heard or that you like that I that I recognize like Well, you... the first record that was hip hop that I knew but didn't know. Okay. Was um I Wish by Skilo. You remember that? Of course, because I had one of my first CDs was like a, like a compilation CD. Some, I don't remember what the, what the compilation was, yeah. but it was a compilation CD that was on it. Rele- uh, uh, the Mary J and Method Man All I Need remix was on it. Mm. Oh, Coolio wow. Gangsta's Paradise Whoa. was on it. Whoa, you said Coolio, Coolio Gangsta's Paradise. That what? Was, uh, what else was on there? Fuck, it was a lot. It was a lot, but I remember Skilo, the Skilo journey. I remember that because I remember... My mom, I think, if I remember correctly, we still, we couldn't afford cable when I was young. Like, from, i say up to the age of, like, eight, nine, I, I didn't have cable. So, anything that was, like, like 95, I was, like, probably like five, six years old. So, we used to have, like, them, like, other channels. Like, anybody that used to grow up, like, in Two, the hood in four, Brooklyn. Five, yeah, you have seven, four, nine, 11, 9, 11, 13, 13 21, 25. But then it started getting into like 31, yep. 39, like all the all the weird yep. channels. So like 55 was 57. Oh, see, I didn't even have I didn't even have 57. Like TV 55? Only people that grew up in New York in the 90s would even understand what we're talking about remember, right now. Did you, did you, you, did you ever know. watch video uh not video music box? I know you watch video music. Bobby. Box. Bobby Simmons. Bobby, yo, Bobby. Did you ever call? Bobby No, I never called. I was I afraid. Because yo, it used to be ill. It always used to be some motherfucker. That was either from the projects or calling in from jail trying to just shout out Bobby. <laughs> and I was like, I just I used to think like I was like, I'm not old enough to call. Yo, I have so many memories of Bobby. I called once, and I called, and I still had the TV up. And like, yo, turn the TV down. What's up? Right. <laughs> yo, because you hear it ringing you out in the background. <laughs> yo, dead eyes. Like I forgot all about that. Anyway, all right. So yeah, that was yeah. that's that's New York. But um, that was a f- Skilo. Go back to Skilo. That was the first time I knew. That was the first time I heard a hip hop song, but didn't know what it was. But the first time I knew hip hop was uh, Hypnotize Biggie. Like, release, that was like the, release your Delph by Method Man was mine. Oh wow! I remember I was walking to a barbershop, and I found this um on the way to the barbershop. I, I walked. Across, I was on the sidewalk, and I saw a, a black cassette tape. Picked it up. You're a kid. You pick random shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, I found many other things walking. Anyway, so I put the <laughs> put it in my pocket. Went and got the cut. Came back to the house, and I played. It was a A and B side full of like um, 
you know, just a bunch of rap R&B at the time. But for whatever reason, that stood out. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my one of my favorite, favorite songs. And that, I think I probably became a fan. But I remember I always used to ride around my pops. He played Wu-Tang. My mom was big into like Mary J. Blige. So I would get like a little bit of Bad Boy here and there and, right. you know, Biggie and all of that. Right. But like to have, that was the first thing that I actually had that I could, re- you know, rewind myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Release Your Delph by Method Man is probably one of those. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, see... I forgot why. Why do we? Why do we get into this? Cause you were like, "Yo, my energy is mad." Ninety five, like. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not cause every time I think about like when you get to a mic. <laughs> yo, because you're supposed to like. No, to, but yo. you be attacking this shit. Yo, you be like aggressive. I don't know how I look. You look like next time we do one of these, like yeah, I'm gonna take a me. picture of you. Like, don't even like pretend like this didn't happen and you were just starting it up again. Like, cause I feel like now you would have it in your head. Like, oh. Like, nah, because you said that before, but yeah, I know. But it's <laughs> yo, he was he would be matching, like, yeah, so we're gonna just you know, we're gonna be like, all right, cool. And then he's like, all right, so boom, you know what I'm saying? So we here, listen, nowhere like, in yo. life have I ever said, I right, so boom, so we can stop. Right I mean, here. I mean, it was, yeah, you never said that, I right, so boom, but, <laughs> but he was, it might as well, you might as well start <laughs> off to say, all right, so boom, oh, welcome to the podcast. I'm gonna start the next podcast off like that too. Oh my god! You know, like five, four, three, two, one. I right, boom. So what are we talking about? You have you have you never said? You might have not said I right, so boom, but I felt like you said I right, boom before. Never said boom. You've never said boom. That's not a thing. I feel like that's a lie. That's not, I, I, I feel I've like probably you're lying. said the word boom. You've within... said I right, and boom like congruently, like never in life. Never in life. I don't believe that. Never in life. I need like I'm. I'm not even gonna we test could, it because it's such a. Money I, on that, I'm not even trying to put money on because it, it doesn't make sense. It's a, it's two random words that like, literally would mean nothing, in any other context. Yeah. I could literally like splice up you saying I and boom and then and then say like yo. Yeah, but I know I didn't say it. Whatever, man. I right, boom. <laughs> All good. I I feel like I've I've definitely said I right, so boom a couple. That shit times. is just not like I, it's I don't New know. York. I've said a lot, but that that's just York. never been mine. That's the only thing like because I really don't have an accent. I don't have a New York accent. So when people hear me, they're just like, "What? You're not from New York." You but, you do a little bit like if you get into the conversation. If I'm talking to New Yorkers, yeah. it'll come out. It's the same way. Like I feel like anybody that's from like a country or like countryside, yeah. like your accent when you're around same people. Same thing like, with me. Like I don't think I do, but I definitely do. I definitely have like I have a very monotone. Like you can't tell where I'm from. If I didn't tell you where I was from, you wouldn't know. But as right. soon as like you say Brooklyn, and it's like yo, so like that, yo, like, and then you talk. You know. It's like, yo, fam, like... Yeah, like, should be like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, know what I mean? Word. <laughs> All right, boom. So... <laughs> this is why we this is this is the reason why we couldn't do a podcast because we'll we I don't even know how long we've been talking and we well, haven't it doesn't even, like, matter started. here's the thing like we were having some uh, a couple of interesting conversations yeah. off the air and by the way it's the AO podcast we're back here <laughs> you can find us everywhere Apple Podcasts Google Play <laughs> Yo SoundCloud. Like, ain't nobody listening to this my, shit right now. <laughs> my name is Ao. You can follow me at Ao the King. Started. Like, you we can follow Trav. Oh Travis BTP. You got me fucking like blacking out on here. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. You're, you're good. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning. I have no idea what episode number this is. It doesn't matter. You can find <sighs> it in the description. So anyway, so we were having a couple of interesting conversations. Yes. yes. Um, off the air. I've been here for a couple hours. We were just chopping it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just before we got on, we were talking a little bit about, like, 
the opinion of the fans or the opinion of the consumer and also the opinion of the people that make music, not necessarily people that work on music with you, but other professionals that you respect or work with or know. Right. And then something I was I overheard a conversation earlier in the week that was wasn't about music, but it was basically that like we are in this profession. So do you value at this point in your career the opinion of the people that whose work whose work you respect that are in the same field that make a living doing what you do? Mm. Or do you value the the public, the consumer, the fan? Do you value their response and their opinion more? So I posed that question to Trav just before we got on, mm. and we started to get into it. And I was like, Nah, this is the perfect like thing to start the podcast off and to actually talk about. Word. So I posed that question to you. Well, here's the thing, right? From I'm only gonna give my own perspective on it, but uh, to me, I wouldn't. It's hard to say like what matters more, right? I think that they all matter. Like For every sure. every every opinion for the greater good of what you're trying to put out matters. But as far as, like, you would have to kind of estimate it on, like, well, who has more of an impact on your career? Exactly. It would always be the fan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, it doesn't matter necessarily, like, what the opinion is of certain creators. Obviously, you want to make sure you have the respect of, you know, your peers if you choose to. But they're not the ones buying your record. They're not the ones coming to see you on tour. They're not the ones telling their friends about you and getting your name out there. They they are essentially gatekeepers to making those things happen. So you need to also, like, you know, not make things that people wouldn't want to care about. But the fans are, are the ones that tell them what to do. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these guys wouldn't have found some of the SoundCloud rappers that are the most popping right now had they just had the opportunity to look for them. That was the fans saying these are the types of music that we want to hear and that we like. So that's the hardest part to gauge because, you know, it, it kind of goes with the wind too because on, on the other side of it is that, you know, fa- some people are fans and then some people are fans but for a certain time. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. don't. It's not really something that kind of adds to longevity. It's like this was a phase in my life. Mm-hmm. Where I like this and I don't like I that don't anymore. Like this anymore. I outgrew right. the I sound. Outgrew, or outgrew yeah, that exactly. Or so it's like you. That's when the. Uh, that's when it's on the other side, and that's when I think it's uh, important to keep in contact with creatives mm-hmm. and get their opinions on it because a lot of times, like especially if you come from like an older mentality, and you're trying to do something that's more modern. You're already like out of touch. Yeah, you're behind already. You know what I'm saying? So you already. need to be with the creators that are creating now, that know and understand the sound now, so that you can rejuvenate yourself or so that you can kind of just figure out, like, you know, what's the next step? I, I kind of <clears throat> I agree. And to even go a little bit deeper, like, I agree as far as like taking the opinion from people that are in my background or my field, usually it's when I'm in the mode of trying to better something or trying to learn how to do something a little bit more efficiently, then I'll lean on the opinion or I guess in that case, the expertise of somebody that can do something that I'm trying to do better than I can at that point. Right. Right. It's usually like if I'm, if, if, if you're talking about songwriting, for instance, I really don't care. Like I know that I'm good. Mm-hmm. I know that I never, I very rarely judge um, other artists on their content 
period. So I don't care what anybody has to say about the content of my record either. Right. Um, but it would be something along the lines of if I'm recording myself, for instance, I know that I'm good, but I may not be as confident in my ability to do so as somebody else's ability. Right. So if I'm asking them specific things, then I value their opinion because I'm also trying to learn from them. Right. You know what I'm saying? But the overall um, release and the overall product, like, I don't give a shit. Like, if there'd be so many people that are so good at this thing and they also have what they want to hear in their mind and they're snobby about it and whatever, whatever, couldn't give a shit less about what their opinion is at that point because right. it's really me putting it out to the marketplace and putting it out to fans and putting it out to people. And, and, and nobody, then, yeah, like those are the, yeah. those are like we were saying earlier, those are the people that they're going to come to the shows if they like you. They're going to mm -hmm. buy merch if they like you. Mm -hmm. They're going to tell their friends about you if they like you versus a lot of other people who are probably going to ask you for a cop at a show or ask you for, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you got that shirt in my size? Like, they're not really supporting financially right. the same way. Like, you're not going to make a living off of your friends. So No. And, and, on, and on top of that, too, it's like, actually, that's a great point. It's like, you would trust your friends to be a think tank exactly. for creatives, but you're not also banking on them making you you know sustain your life and longevity in your career so it's like you respect their opinion but at the end of the day you gotta do it for the people that are gonna support you like their their opinion matters a lot mm -hmm. but not as much as the people on the outside like a lot of people i feel you have that barrier where you know before i release this to the public i want to get like a, a sense of like what other people like and then you're gonna have people that fuck with it and you're gonna have people that are like eh then you got people that just don't give a shit either way if you were to base it on that then you would never put anything out because there's not enough people that would fuck with your shit versus like people that wouldn't really give a shit right so it's like you put it out so that there's a non-biased feeling about it so like no matter what i feel no matter what my friends feel no matter what these creators feel the public will let you know what it you know how it does like a do over for me was like a perfect example of that actually because okay. it was because that song uh we i didn't know what numbers it would do you know what i mean like we put it out just kind of hoping that people would just listen to it but it did way more than i thought like we're almost at a hundred thousand you know so it's like just on spotify alone across the platforms we're way past that yeah exactly doing, so it's doing really well yeah so it's like you know we're we're nobody could have known if that was going to be a thing or not, you know, like that was literally just putting it out, seeing what the public thought of it and then pushing it out. Now we did make sure that like the people that were involved in it and the people that were in our, our brain trust, our think tank, like fucked with it first, but everybody has an opinion on things. So it'd be, you know, some people might've been like, Oh, I could have dealt with this or I could have right. dealt with that. Right. Or, you know, it's like, let's the, let the public decide what, is right and what's wrong you know and sometimes like it it comes from a different place too like when we did 10 years um the biggest complaint that i got about 10 years people love the song but they just couldn't hear a lot of what i was saying because of the amp noise and a lot of people don't know and i guess i should let this out uh i was scared as shit <laughs> back then like i have relatively I, I have anxiety issues i think we all have like a level of anxiety that we go through but sometimes mine's tends to kind of you know be a bit more than not and uh back then i was so scared of like people hearing my voice 
that I felt like I had to like cover it all the time because I just didn't feel like people would like it. So that was intentional for the fact that we wanted it to we wanted it to sound like something, but it was also me being afraid of like how people would take something, you know? So you learn as you put it out, like, no, people want to hear your voice. They don't want to, like, you don't have to do all this extra shit. So, like, that was a a lesson I had to learn from the public, not from my friends. All my friends dug the song. Everybody dug the song, you know what I'm saying? So those those opinions matter. Because then, like, you have to get into, like, when people are listening to you, when they discover you, what are they discovering you and loving you for? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were even talking um, um, earlier, like, you know, people, they, they become a fan of you, and then when you bring them in to, to show, like, uh, behind-the-scenes videos and talk about the song that you just created and break it down a little bit more, like, people are really interested in that because they love you for the music first. Right. You know what I'm saying? Before you get into the personality and the, the, your opinions on other things or whatever... So when people uh, heard you for the first time, like, yo, this guy's voice is amazing. I love the way that you sing. I love your vocal range. I love your voice. I want to hear more of that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, to us, we're just looking at dope songs. <laughs> We've known each other for, you know, for years. Yeah. So I'm fully aware of what your yeah. vocal dynamics are. Right. So then it gets into like, you know, we're just look, trying to create the dopest song uh, at that particular time. But for people that these are your first couple of songs that are coming out, they're like, yo, like, where's the vocals? Like, where's right. the dynamics of the vocals? So that was like a, a, a learning curve that we had um, after putting those records out. They're like, oh, like, let's, yeah. let's do and, that more. And you know, and you know it's, it, the funny thing is, it's not to say that I never wanted to showcase my vocals. Because anybody that knows me from my past knows that, you know, I used to have a rock band, you know, and we used to, t- we used to do a lot of shows. And it, all of that shit was high energy, very loud, very brash, very, like, in your face so like i had no problem showing off my range however what i did have a problem with was i didn't want i wanted to know that like if i broke down every single piece of this song right and i took away everything and i stripped the song away is it still a good song at the end of the day or is it just because of what i do on the song that makes it a good song and a lot of times i figured in to me what i do on the song is what makes it interesting versus like I just want to write a good song. I want to write a song that, like, if I sang it, if you sang it, if anybody else sang it, it would still feel good and it would still resonate with people. I don't know if I sang it, if it would feel good. I mean, it might not. I mean, like, I mean, you know, <laughs> that ain't like, my lane, bro. It might, yeah, like, hey, you know, and and auto tune the own. fuck up. And, and you know what? But you know what? That actually brings up another point too, because some people they like that. They like the fact that you know I can't do what this person does. As you know, because that's why I respect their artistry because it's something I couldn't, I could never see myself doing. Some people just like to vibe, that's you know fact. what I mean? Like that's some people, fact. some people just like sit back and just like I don't care about mm-hmm. all the riffing, I don't care about all the craziness. I just want to hear a good song. I'm a bit of in between. I like to hear people that can do something that's incredible, but I also like to feel good at the end of the day because I can't listen to somebody riffing all day but i also can't listen to somebody just being sad and lo-fi i'm a human being that likes a lot like of a lot. shit like i you know what I'm saying? i don't like just like the bars 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 all yeah. the fucking time every once in a while it's cool for me to just listen to somebody just kind of go in yeah but then what's track two sound like bro like where right. are we going it's like it's cool and it's like yo all of our favorites too we like them not just because 
we know that they're extremely talented. It's the way that they use their talents. We like Kanye, or let me let me use that term a little looser. A lot of people still enjoy Kanye's music because it takes a lot of different, you know, movements and parallels that other people weren't necessarily doing. They didn't really sound like one succinct thing. It wasn't like Kanye just makes soul beats forever and ever and that's done. It was like he makes soul beats, but then he also makes trap beats, but then he makes these like 808 like emotional things, but then he also and it's based with the same principles, but it feels different. Beyonce, right? Beyonce is the freaking greatest performer out. I don't care what nobody says. But a lot of people like Beyonce because some of her songs are really easy. Like, like if you like it, you should put a ring on it. Like, anybody can sing that song. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yep. oh, oh. Like, that's not her riffing the whole time. It's like, it's just a great song. And she does... And she bodies it. You know what I'm saying? Same reason why people like Rihanna. Like, Rihanna could go off if she wants to and do some crazy stuff. Or she could have a fucking bitch better have my money. And it's like, it's just a vibe. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I feel like a lot of people take away, they're starting to take away this thing where, like, people can't be versatile with their art yeah, anymore. Yeah, like, as a, as a DJ, right? Like, the most important thing, literally, is is the party. Like, right. what does the the crowd are they vibing are they up or are people sitting down and just not not really paying attention to the music there's so many people that you have to have your basics down if you can mix one song into another on beat you know seamlessly and let them mix it you know for a, a decent amount of time and then you know transition into the next song then you're good if you have great song selection you're good other than that like there's there's not many parties that you go to that people are you know, doing turntable tricks and different things like that, unless you're at an event where that's the the, the calling card, so to right. speak. You know what I'm saying? Right. But nine times out of ten, if you're just at an event or a regular party and a DJ's playing, it's literally not much more than mix the song from A to B, right? you know, uh, smoothly, and great song selection, and yeah. you're going to have the party up. You know what yeah, I'm saying? that's, that's, that's all it. it is. And, and it it has more to do with your your taste level more than anything else like you can be technically advanced and that's an that's a plus but your taste is what uh, i think is is the dj secret sauce taste like, taste level but more so being able to read a crowd and pay attention like more right. so being able to to understand it's I almost related to like uh like quarterbacks when they're at the line of scrimmage for instance and they get a call from the head coach into their, you know, into their helmet or whatever, and like, all right, this is what we're gonna do. And then they look, and the defense is giving you something that you weren't prepared for. Then you have to call an audible, and you have to change the play right then and there on the line of scrimmage. Let the people around you know what we're doing, and go accordingly from there. Right. It's pretty much the same thing. Like being able to, you know, it from being on stage. Like there's certain times where you're performing, and one section of the stage is giving you a little bit better energy than the other right. side. Yeah. So then, all right, where are we going to go cater? If the party's <laughs> over here, yeah, I'm gonna be over here a little bit more. You know, that's one thing that, like, hopefully, like, if we, you know, if we're able to get more people that like are are touring uh, individuals, that's something that I would definitely want to ask them. Like, how do you read and maintain? crowd energy while yeah. you're on stage because a lot of people don't recognize like that's a talent within itself paying attention while you're still while, doing your while thing, you're still doing while you're still performing attention but you gotta able to adjust yeah like you gotta know how to read your crowd like the, the best people for that in my opinion are comedians 
comedians are like a great comedian knows how to read a crowd and knows how to build even if they bomb or they tank on something they know how to flip it and get them back on their side and there's no like addition of like you know vocal uh, like ability or instrument range or any of that shit it's just you got to be really quick-witted and yeah you have to be able to pivot like yeah if I, if you tell a joke and you know you have like another 10 minutes of material based around this joke but this joke does not fly do you then decide to just forge through and force this joke down yeah, so- or do you like all right shit let's talk about something else and and that's the how thing. good are and, you and, and, yeah that's what i mean like some people are like battle tested where they're like no you're gonna get all of it like fuck it i don't care and then there's some people that are just like all right let me swing around you know what i mean and yeah, then, to me it's always smarter to swing around because it's like fam like if you if you're you know two three four minutes into this thing and it's not working it depends right no check it out check it out check it out dave Chappelle, right there's moments where like he intentfully makes the crowd uncomfortable stop right there what'd you oh. say intention intention intentionally yes he may he doesn't what did i say i said intentfully no what i what i'm no, saying no i know no yeah, I, yeah. i'm just saying i'm correct yeah, that, that was that was yeah that i was know a different word but that but shut up <laughs> <laughs> but, but the reason why is because with Chappelle, like he was battle tested so like he had to i'm sure he had nights where he had to like forge through because like he just had to figure it out you know what i mean so yeah, there's sometimes sometimes you won't know that until you have the knowledge and the experience. Like there's some points where like I was on stage, I'll I'll never forget like where I knew like okay, we got to get through this piece because I already know how this is going to end off and everybody's going to be shocked and nobody's going to know what to do, but sometimes you got to sit through like the other parts where you're just like it's more relaxed and calm and like you're not paying attention and then boom, you know what I, I mean? Yeah, but I think that's different from something not working though. Like in the yeah. in, in the in the sense of like I mean, if comedian, it's like making people cringe to the point where it's like uncomfortable, not in like a good way, but just like a I don't want to talk about this because you make me feel uncomfortable. If people are like, I would, I would figure people would start getting up out of the seats and leaving if it's at that level. No, but in in, in the sense of a comedian or a DJ, you have one hundred percent of the power to where if something literally isn't working, like if I'm playing a song and I have a little set and people are really just not responding. Mm. Are, are really not responding whatsoever to this this part, mm-hmm. then I really have all power to go in a completely different direction, switch genres, switch eras, go, you know, 15 years back. You know, a comedian has the the ability to go from, like, this story or this joke that I'm trying to set up mm-hmm. and let's make a joke about something in the room real quick to lo- loosen it back up right. and then get back into maybe something else that I had planned. You, as a performer, if you know you have this set, that's one thing, but you know if you're getting a better energy from a certain part of the crowd, mm-hmm. you'll probably play a little bit more to that with hopes that everybody else is going to see the energy in this section and kind of right, bring and their energy like, back yeah, up. Balance it out. Yeah, that, sure. that is that is definitely a part of it. Like I'll definitely admit, like sometimes you see one side of them like really going crazy, and then it's enough to get everybody to at least like jump up. But it's also how they read us. Yeah, and that that was the the main thing. It's like a lot of times. I don't know how it is for a comedian, but for a musician, people pay attention to how you look and how you act on stage, and it makes them comfortable or uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you don't know how to let loose and have a good time, then it's going to make it very awkward in the scene. You know what I mean? You have some markets, you have some cities that are like, no matter what you do, they're just like, don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. But... 
you have a lot of markets that like people just want to have an excuse to have a good time. That's why they come out, you know. So it's funny. It's interesting. Yeah, man, definitely. All right, so check. Well, we, we have shit to do today. Yep. Um, Thank you for listening to me ramble for thirty minutes. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We uh <laughs> we we tend to ramble, ramble, ramble. I promise. I promise you this. I will get better. At not rambling as much and being yeah fuck that listen super focused. Here's the thing. Here's why I enjoy these podcasts, right? Okay. It, with the exception of like when I'm talking to somebody for the first time on the podcast, when I'm having a conversation like with somebody who I've already had a conversation with, it's literally just recording a conversation. Period. You know True. what I'm saying? So, like, if anybody else were here, flying on the wall or not, or in the conversation or not. This is how the conversation would go. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's why I kind of think these are fun because, like, neither one of us are fucking journalists. Like, right. we work in the music business. So, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. I think it, uh, these things leave a, a, a nice amount of insight into... Right. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm rambling now. I was, well, I was, was going to say was <laughs> I like the fact that we're just talking because Absolutely. I feel like a lot of times... And, you know, I'll only speak for myself, but... I'm a very, like, private, kind of mysterious guy. Like, I don't really go out and... Well, not go out. I don't really showcase myself out places. Like, I like to do my own thing and kind of move around. But a lot of people don't get a chance to really know who I am. You know what I mean? On a regular day-to-day basis. And I feel like this is another way that we can, like, kind of, like, show them who we are and, like, relate to people, too. You know what I mean? Because... We're just normal ass people, just doing cool shit. As somebody, uh, <laughs> right? Welcome speech. to New York, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's still hot out here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we're out. Um, follow Trav at Travis BTP on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at AO the King Instagram and Twitter. That IGTV shit looks kind of dope, so I'm definitely gonna be messing with that. Word up. It's, it's amazing to be able to talk to y'all without having to promote anything, but got song dropping tomorrow. <laughs> Word. Word. And and that's the other thing, too. I'm, I'm a, I had to get my shit together, y'all. Like, for real. Like, it's been a crazy couple months, as you know, I'm sure everybody knows about everything going on in my life, but I'm cooling down now. I'm going to be around a lot more. We're locking in. we locking in. So, I'm here. I'm here Absolutely. Right. Boom. Boom. I so boom. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs>